0: Hallelujah.
1: Can we, can we sing it together? Can we make that our song this morning? And, and not just um, reduce it to administration by the choir. Can we, can we do that together? Lift up your right hand. Let your living waters flow
0: by my soul.
1: Come on, make that your song. we give you praise that we are not alone that you are with us that we have the privilege of crying out to you and speaking to you even when it seems we are alone Lord thank you for gathering us here this morning and giving us an opportunity to taste of your goodness one more time I ask let your words speak to the hearts, minds, and souls of your people. Bring liberation where needed. Bring illumination where needed. Bring direction where needed. That all the glory shall ascend to you alone. In the mighty, matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Please resume your seats in heavenly places. Look at your neighbor's face, eyeball to eyeball. Say, neighbor. So look, look in, some of you are not looking into your Bible and look into their eyes, like look into their eyes. You know, we' are in the season of love. People haven't shown people love, so look into their eyes. There, there are people who are not expecting anything. If they won't get any present, let them get your smile this morning. Look into their eyes with a smile on your face. Say, "Neighbor, your head shall not lack oil. your hands shall receive wealth, your feet shall receive speed." Your hand on your chest, see, I'm too anointed to be disappointed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I am the head and not the tail. Therefore, I'll never, never fail. If you said it and you truly believe it, please put your hands together. Celebrate the King of Kings. and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. All right. I want to share with you a message I've titled, Grace for Increase. Grace for Increase. Somebody say grace for increase. Oh, shouted back to me. Say grace for increase. All right. How many of us have desired to, to see increase in one way or the other, in one aspect of our lives or the other? It's, stagnation is very frustrating. Stagnation. If you've been there before or you've experienced it before, you you will know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Where you have applied yourself genuinely, all your skills and know-how, done all that is expected of you, to the fullest of your ability. Others are not doing even as much as you are, or they seem not to do even half of what you do, and yet they seem to be increasing all around, but you feel stuck. You feel like nothing is working. You feel like you are growing. Yeah, yeah. The, the young ones, some of us, um, feel like we are, we are getting to 30, 30 something, and we want to see some things happen in our lives, and they're not happening. Can I get a witness in this place this morning? And like, what's going on at all? You are not seeing the increase you want to see. But there is a grace that produces increase in the lives of people. And I pray for you that may that grace become available for you in your particular situation in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Or somebody say, I increase, I increase, I increase. All right. Out, just to get this out of the way, one of the things that truly impacts how we perceive or how we see increase has to do with what we constantly see and what we constantly hear. Amen. Now, if you were born where I was born, it doesn't take a lot for people to clap for you and to conclude that you are doing well. It doesn't take a lot. Because in the midst of a multitude where nobody is doing much, the person that is achieving very little is often celebrated as the star in that place. Amen. There are certain places where you come from, certain things where you are exposed to, certain sociocultural backgrounds where a little... If, if you buy a, a, a tico, the whole village will congregate to come and celebrate. They will invite the chief to come and inaugurate the tico you have bought. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because around you, in the, in the family, uncles and aunties and everybody... Is even looking up to you, and you are looking at yourself, you are wondering what is there about me that I'm worthy of being looked up to. Whatever you consistently listen to and whatever you are exposed to has a way of influencing what you perceive to be increased. And I'm going to give you many, many examples. I remember the, the very first time when I was working in the bank, a, a, a colleague of mine. We're going around to meet clients, to meet customers. And when we're returning from one of these client visits, he said, um, I want us to pass somewhere. I want to show you something. There was this estate somewhere, I don't know if it's Cantomans or somewhere. The man said, I want to show you something. Let's go. So we're in his car, seated. In the front, while he was driving, I was in the passenger side at the front. He drove. When we got to the gate, they asked us, who are you looking for? I don't know how my friend knew, but he knew somebody there, one of the big people in this country, I mentioned the person's name randomly. And they said, does he know you are coming? He said, yes. They made a few calls to the person. He didn't pick up. And they assumed that once you are here, they opened for us and we entered. We're not going to see the person. We're just driving around the vicinity, driving within the estates, beloved, that was the day my mind changed. I realized that in this country, there are people who are not part of us. There are people, what they are exposed to, give them a different set of mental pictures and orientations about what is possible. You see, what you are exposed to gives you a picture of what is possible in your life. The Bible says concerning a man like Abraham, that the Lord blessed him and he was blessed indeed. Through him, all the nations of the earth were blessed. Do you know in all the blessings he had, if he were to pray for anything in his life, Father, give me this. Do you know the things Abraham would be praying for? Father, give me cattle. Is that true? Father, give me sheep. Is that true? Father, give me land. Why? These were the things he was exposed to in his time, in his season. And these were the pictures that represented increase as far as his life was concerned. If I were to ask you what represents increase to you, none of you here is going to tell me sheep and goat. Because your, your exposure and your upbringing and what you were socialized with gives you a different representation of what possibilities are. Where I was brought up, if you try and you even go to university, we must clap for you. Because you have done well, In the midst of people who don't get to that height. Who don't reach that far. And so, whenever I meet some of the people that I grew up with, I tell them, for as long as you remain remain in this area, remain in this vicinity, remain in this mindset, a lot of things will not become possible for you. Hallelujah. It is part of the reason why when we see many young people do well, quickly, we suspect them. Go to other places. 14-year-old people have developed companies and they have sold the companies for millions of dollars and it is normal. Go to other places. People who are 15 years are doing things as far as engineering is concerned, creating solutions, and these solutions they are putting on the open market and making money out of it. For us, the mindset is different. You are taught that when you are 15 years, you must go to school, sit in a classroom, have a teacher shout on you, pass a few exams, and you are doing well. The marker for doing well is predominantly a reflection of the area in which you were brought up or how you were socialized. Can I preach this morning? And it really affects the mindset as far as increase is concerned. There are people who don't think that certain realms of increase is possible. And you see, if you don't think it is possible you have unilaterally disqualified yourself from having access to that dimension. Some of us are seated here, our slogan is that in this family, we don't do well. Once you are moving in that, with with that slogan, there is no hand that can be laid upon you, that can drag you out of that mindset. Because you have concluded on yourself and on the entirety of the family. Your anthem should be, even if everybody is going down, my story shall be different. For the Bible says, where men say, say there's a casting down, we will say there is a lifting up. I pray for you that by your encounter this morning with the word, may something shift in your mindset, may something turn around in your mindset, and may you begin to have access to strange graces that brings increase in the lives of men. Somebody shout yes. It is, it is very, very important that if you want, to experience the grace for increase, certain things ought to begin to change in your mind. It is one of the reasons why many people seated here must begin to deal with issues like when there is something to be done. Now hear me. When there is something to be done, because of fear of failure, people often give themselves the excuse that we are waiting for what God will say. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm waiting to hear from God. It's a lie. Because many of those who say we are waiting to hear from God, they can't even recognize the voice of God when he speaks. They won't won't even be able to tell this is God speaking. So how does a man who does not know the voice of God now tell you that I am waiting to hear from God? How would you know when God speaks? The truth is that for many Christians, their power and their grace for increase is already with you. But their confidence to move with that grace is what is lacking. And so many people just sit there and do nothing and say, oh, we are waiting for God. There are many young men under the sound of my voice. There's a lady you must go and propose to say, I'm waiting to hear from God. You're waiting for me. We're Wait, waiting to hear from God not by any means downplaying the role of the voice of God. I'm saying that God speaks in myriads of ways. He speaks audibly you can hear. He speaks through his word. So the word that I'm communicating to you this morning has the potency to bring an answer to somebody who has been asking questions the whole of this year. Is that true? The word, God has a way of speaking to his people through visions and dreams. God has a way of putting burdens on the house. He speaks through different ways. And so don't just sit and say, I haven't heard audibly. I want God to now tell me, I want the person. I want God to tell me, is it's, 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 um, it's construction business my business? He must mention my name in the middle of the night. Michael, Michael, Michael. Rise up and go and start construction. You're watching too many Nigerian movies. Somebody say grace for increase when you see people not experiencing increase don't be quick to think they are lazy the Bible says in Luke 5 when Jesus told Peter and said cast your net to the other side what did Peter say? he said we have toiled that where toiled also means we have labored it also means we have worked. We have toiled all night, lay bed all night, and caught nothing. So if you saw Peter in the morning with nothing, it does not mean he's a lazy person. It does not mean he didn't toil. It means he toiled, but he got nothing. Now, understand this. For the man, that is, diligence produces increase. But there is a factor that must combine with diligence in order for that increase to be seen. So that not every diligence or hard work will necessarily produce increase. Am I talking to somebody? You will see people who work very, very hard, but they have very little to show for it. Because there is something called the grace for increase. There is something called the grace that expands. For the man who is not laboring, for the man who is not working, you are already disqualified from increase. Because as long as Paul Paul planted and Apollos watered and God gave the increase, somebody must be doing the hard work of planting. So for the people who have not planted, they have automatically disqualified themselves. However, hard work also by itself does does not qualify any man for increase. Their grace for increase is what has to be infused, combined with hard work in order to produce results. I speak to anybody under the sound of my voice. Working hard. Genuinely working hard. You know you are working hard, but there's very little. May the grace that brings increase and sustains increase be released in your work, in your office, in your company, in your career, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your right hand and shout yes. All right. On the issue of mindset, John chapter 6. Can we put it up? John 6. John 6. John John, chapter 6. All right. So after these things, Jesus went toward the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Next. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Next. And Jesus went up into a mountain And there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews was near. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, whence, if the Bible is just please underline whence, or where, where, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? The Bible says Jesus, he had done so many miracles, and as a consequence of that, people just were following him. A great multitude started following him. And so he went to the mountain and he preached after that. When he lifted up his eyes and saw the, mount, the, the people who were coming, he called Philip and asked him a question. He said, where can we find bread to buy? Somebody say where. Oh, I can't hear you. Say where. Come on, shout and say where. Where can we find bread to buy? If you were to be asked that question this morning, where would the, what would the answer be? Oh, talk to me now. What would the answer be? Where? B Foster. Where else? A one. Where else? I can't hear you. Hear you. Hot oven. Jesus is Lord. Where else? So so you know that the, the question is simple. When you hear where, what is what is expected is a location. Is that true? Where is an issue of location? Where Philip where can we find bread to buy? Can we hear Philip's answer? The Bible says, and this Jesus said to prove him. For he himself already knew what he he's going to do or what he's going to say. The Bible says he did ask the question to test him. All right. Philip answered. What did he say? Can we read it together? Ready? Go. Uh-huh. Has he, answer, has he answered the question? Oh, God, the question is simple. Where can we find bread? His answer is, we don't have money. His answer is, the money we have can't buy the bread. Forget it. This is where you're asking me a question. The money that we have cannot buy enough bread for all these people. You see, this speaks to the mindset above everything. else. Do you know that if you have a phone, that cannot open PDF files. If you are sent a PDF document and you try to open it, the phone will tell you error. Is that true? There's no problem with the file that has been given to you. The problem is the ability of your phone to process and open that document that has come. Now, for everybody who has been socialized in a certain way, your mind has a way of processing information. And there are questions that when they are posed to you, your mind, because of its incompatibility with what has been asked, it will have to break it down to a level where it can process it. The question is, where can we buy bread? Because he knows that you have to buy bread with money. The money we have cannot buy the bread. His mind has quickly skipped steps. He's not answering the question at all. He's fast forwarded to process it to a dimension where his mind can now appreciate and say, we don't have money, full stop. It is a very, very powerful thing what you are exposed to. Because when there are things that, if somebody tomorrow even promises you, I want to give you $1 million. Your mind will process it differently depending on your, what you have been exposed to in life. Some of us will begin to ask, Does he want to kill me? Is this a sacrifice? One million dollars. Amy, I don't want it. I don't want trouble. One million dollars. How do we, where would I, what would I? Our mind will process it on the basis of how we are brought up. Hallelujah. It is the same way people, when you tell somebody I love you, that thing you have said communicates something different to them on the basis of how they have, what they have gone through in life. Am I, am I talking to somebody? What they have gone through, what they have experienced, what they are exposed to, causes them to receive the same thing you have said, but their minds will have to process it in a dimension that is compatible with their experiences. So Jesus is asking a question, where can we buy bread? And his an- answer is, we don't have money. It was a question of location, but he's relating or ask- answering it in terms of ability or finances. If I told you this morning, the Lord said, I'm bringing strange increase in your life. (laughs) How you receive it and process that information will be solely a consequence of what you are exposed to. For a man who is exposed to experiencing the strange manifest dimensions of God. For a man or a woman who has experienced the goodness of the Lord before. In a day of drought, in a day of struggle. Suddenly, God comes through for them and opens a door for them. When I say something like this, they catch it with all their heart. Because they have experienced it before. They know that not only is God written in the word, but he is also tangible and manifest in our midst. I pray for you this morning. May the reality of the grace of increase come into your life in a strange measure. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout yes. So that's Philip now. Go on to the next. And then another person, Andrew, comes into the picture. Remember, the question is still the same. Then one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him. So, first question Jesus asked, where can we find bread? Philip says, the money we have can't buy enough bread for everybody. Andrew now says, Andrew has totally eliminated the question Jesus has asked. Totally taken it out of contention. And on the back of what Philip said is now prefer, preferring a solution. It says there's a lad here which has five loaves and two fishes. Then the next word is what? Talk to me. The next word is what? I can't hear you. The next word is what? In English, if you say something and you introduce but everything you have said does not matter anymore. I have eaten, but. Everything you said now, before but, does not matter. I have money, but I go to church, but I have a beloved, but
0: I'm
1: married, but This is what he's saying. There are, if you read, it says there are five barley loaves and two small fishes. If you read the NIV, another version, it says there are five small breads and five small, two small fishes. Then he says, but what are they among so many? This thing I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm giving you information, it's useless. Because there are so many, this thing can't do anything. I shouldn't even be telling you this, sir. But it's like, I have to just tell you, so I'm telling you. Next verse. Did, did you see Jesus responding to any of them? No. Jesus totally ignores all the statements they have made so far. All the bad statements. All the we don't have money statements, all the expressions of the inadequacies of men, all the lamentations of what they couldn't do or couldn't achieve, all the expressions of their frailties, all the things they began to communicate as a consequence of what they were exposed to. Jesus totally ignores everything and he says, Now let every man, let them begin to sit down on the grass in their 50s. The Bible says, He lifted up, gave thanks, and suddenly increase, entered into the picture. There are some of you, you have focused for too long on what you cannot do. Focus for too long on your inner decreases. Focus on too, for too long on, on the things, on your failures and the things you have experienced. But you see, it is not about you. Because if it were about you, you would have failed already. Stand aside and let God enter the picture. And let his might and let his power. Just like Peter said, I have toiled all night. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will do this. You see, the difference is not what you are doing. The difference is that now Jesus has entered into the picture. Now, grace is speaking. And when grace enters, it does not matter what you are doing. It has the ability to produce increase in the lives of people. Lift up your right hand and say increase. 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 So the Bible says, Hebrews 12, 1-3. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1-3. to We have toiled all night and caught nothing. Look, Peter is speaking. That we have toiled all night. The toiling includes throwing their nets. Is that true? Because if you're a fisherman, you need to know how to cast your net. So he's already been casting his net. If a fisherman says we have toiled all night, he wasn't sitting behind a computer person. That's not his job. If you find a fisherman working all night by typing on the computer, is a lazy man. Because what he's doing is not in tandem with what he's expected to do in his office. Are you with me now? If you find um, a banker or a teller, you enter the bank and you see a teller behind the computer, you will know that they are working. True? If you entered a construction site and the people are supposed to be laying blocks and they are speaking, you can't consider that work because that's not their job. If you enter a newsroom and you find another person speaking, you know they are working. I don't know if I'm making some sense to you. So, if the Bible says, he said we have toiled all night, for it to qualify as toil and as work, he must have been doing the exact thing Jesus was asking him to do. And because he had already done it, that's why he said, "We have have, this thing you're asking me to do, I've already done it, sir. Throughout the night, we have been doing it. Nevertheless, at thy word, So, the difference is not in the activity or the multiplicity of activities. The difference is in who is with you whilst you are doing that activity. Hallelujah. And for us, thank God we are not alone. And every effort, everything you have tried on your own now, grace is about to back you. Grace is about to be with you. You are going to produce strange results and increase. In the name of the Lord Jesus, somebody shout yes. It said, Wherefore? Hebrews 12. We also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us also lay every weight. Say every weight. Oh, come on, shout. It, say every weight. And sin. End the sin which doth easily beset us. And let us run the race with patience, the race that is set before us. All of us are running races. Be it in our Christian walk, be it in our career, you are running a race, And it says, for us to be able to run this race, especially because people are watching, there's a cloud of witnesses for us to be able to make, you know, make it in the race. Two things, the sin that easily beset us, and the weight. When a man is carrying a weight, your ability to sustain consistent speed whilst running, is hampered greatly. Am I making something? Is the reason why you don't see during a 100 meter race the man, nobody says, you know, I am strong. Look at my muscles. Let me carry dumbbells whilst we are running. Nobody will do that. As impressive as that may look, that is actually an inhibition obstacle to consistent speed. So anybody who is running a race must know that Anything that's a weight, that will slow me down. I have to put it aside. And one of the weights we must put aside is the weight of what we have been fed in our minds and in our hearts. The question is, where can we buy bread? It's like Jesus asking the man who had been sick for 37 years at the pool of Bethesda. He says, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be whole? What did the man say? You know, I've been here so many years. I have no one to help me into the water. When the angel of the Lord appears, I am always late. Somebody else goes. The question is, sir, do you want to be healed? And you see, the answer he's giving is a reflection of his mindset. All he knows is that for this pool to have potency, the angel of the Lord must come and stare it. The first person who jumps in after it has been stared receives their healing. And so the definition of healing that he knows... Is in connection with this sequence. So when he asks, do you want to be healed? He quickly, the mind quickly processes that information on the basis of what he knows about healing. So if I were to ask you, do you want to increase in life? <laughs> in my family, we don't increase. <laughs> In fact there are some of you you are afraid to increase because you think if you increase they will kill you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that true? People are afraid right. If I make it too much, eyes will be on me. Enibe <inaudible> bag message anything. Unim so so enibe They do too fu. They do cast say So the weight, any weight <laughs> that inhibits your running, drop it aside. Look at someone say drop it aside. There was a man in scripture called Bartimaeus. We all call him blind Bartimaeus. He had Jesus is passing. He called him. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus eventually turns and says, call him for me, do you know what he did? The Bible said he had a coat around him. He dropped it and went to Jesus. There are some things, weights we need to drop in order to advance. There are things we need to drop. Mindsets and things we have seen and not drop them. Many of you here, for example, are afraid of marriage because of what you have heard, what you have seen. I've heard somebody come to me and say, I don't, I don't like, I don't work in a bank. Why? They said that. They said that.
0: Hmm.
1: You will be shocked. Sometimes said, I don't like, I don't want to do sales. They said you work in the sun and look at my skin color, look at my skin. I had a story of a lady in, in her company. Pastor Morgan was telling me the story. In her company, for the past two or three years, consistently, she's the best salesperson. Last year, they gave her a car for being the best salesperson. They are begging her, want to make you, no. I, I, I still want to stay here and do my. What are you exposed to? I'm not saying get up and go and do sales. I'm bringing that into perspective so you know, a lot of the things we do is a consequence on, of, of what we have been exposed to. You know, somebody said, Me, I don't want to marry a pastor. They are smiling. You know, I've, 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 I can't ask them now. Who told you we didn't want to marry you? That's what you are, who told you? Did we tell you we want to marry I'm saying it for my sons who are not married. Hallelujah. The grace for increase. I'll show you a scripture now. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. We'll do um, verse 3. And then you will do 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. I want you to write these two scriptures down. When you go home, meditate upon them. Meditate. Stay with them. Meditate. Someone. Can we read that together? Ready, go. Uh, Planted. Uh huh. That's. Okay. His leaf. Uh huh. And, And what shall prosper? I can't hear you. What shall prosper? I can't hear you. What shall prosper? Whatsoever. Mm. If I sell pure water, whatsoever. If I'm selling both loads, whatsoever. If I'm a caterer, whatsoever. Is that in your Bible too? They say, oh, this business doesn't do well. It doesn't do well for everybody else. But the Bible says, and he shall be talking about me. He said whatsoever. So it hasn't been doing well because now I have entered, it must begin to do well. Can I get an amen in this place? <laughs> do you know that for every business, people say is struggling. There are people there who are enjoying yeah. For every business. It, these days, it's good. go ahead and look. Peel. It's over and look, you will realize that there are people in there. say, whatsoever. He doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever. And it starts from blessed are they. That um, do not walk in the way of sinners Or sit in the seat of the scornful. It's talking about those categories of people. So it highlights them. And talks about them. And identifies them. Then now he says for those people. Whatsoever they do. If I were you. I'll be busy conforming to this scripture in order to work in the reality of whatsoever. Are you with me now? Say the whatsoever. they're worried that whatsoever, look at some say whatsoever, say from today, whatsoever you will do, may it begin to do well. May you see increase in Jesus' name." Or oh, somebody say, "Amen. Whatsoever. If you are called to do ministry, you will prosper. If you are called for the medical field, you will prosper. If you are called into music, you will prosper. Because whatsoever. 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 Second Corinthians nine eight. Oh my. Thank you, Jesus. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always have an all sufficiency in all things. Is that in your Bible now? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always, somebody say always. Or shout to say always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good way. His grace has given us sufficiency enough in all things. Enough in all things always. <laughs> Not only on Mondays, always. In all things always. There's grace for increase. I have seen mere men increased by God. I have seen mere men suddenly, Lord, the Lord steps into their situation and turns their story around. I have seen the people doing the same things they were doing before. Now, the results they are achieving is strange. It's just because God is able, His ability is not questionable. You can't just be able to make all grace abound. You know what grace is? Grace is essentially manifested in many ways. So, grace can manifest as wisdom. Grace can manifest as favor. Grace can manifest as increase. Grace can manifest as many things. Grace. So, you see somebody having so much wisdom, and it is not because they taught him in school, it is grace manifesting in the wisdom dimension. And so when he says he is able to make all grace, in other words, when you get to a situation and you need a certain manifestation of grace, he is able to cause grace to manifest for you in that dimension. He's able to cause grace to manifest in all dimensions for you. The grace for increase. Look, don't live here with the same mindset you brought to church. Hallelujah. What did I say? Don't leave here. With the same mindset, you brought. Don't leave here. If, if your mindset is right, and you understand that he has made all grace abound to me, and so that I'm working expression of his grace to the dimension that everything I do prosper. You are, not, you are not bothered. If you tried it and it didn't work, You know that it is inconsistent with this, the word you have received in your spirit. And you stick with it and push it out till it begins to represent exactly the picture God gives you. Yeah. You don't just run away because you know, he makes all good, oh my. Just having all sufficient, sufficient, adequate, enough, exactly according to measure. Nothing is lacking. Nothing broken, nothing wasted, nothing lacking. All sufficient in all things may abound to every good work. And, and this is the, the part you need to also understand about increase. The difference between the increase that is taught, that produces greed, and the godly kind of increase is that the godly kind of increase has an assignment. And the assignment is that it's to make you abound to every good work. It is, you are not the center of operation or the focus of the, of the whole thing. No, it is not you. It is work for good works to abound. And so you are brought to the place that grace is released to you to have increase so that as a consequence, good works begin to abound. So it's not about you. It's about God's good work. Can I get an amen in this and and this is this is what must be you know taught so that it doesn't produce greed in you yes. like everything is greed. That one is ungodly inconsistent with scripture. The envy is manifesting as waste pains. You know, you know it's possible. The envy is manifesting as eye pains and headaches. Now to abound unto good works. Let me give you these two more scriptures, and then we'll be out of here. Deuteronomy seven thirteen. Deuteronomy seven thirteen. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. And he will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, thy wine, and thy oil, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep in the land which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee. Now, it says he will multiply you. He will bless the fruit of thy womb, the fruit of the land. Do you know that the land, when it is planted upon, Produces and gives its strength, gives its own energy, produces and yields results. Is that true? If you plant corn now, it will produce something for you. You water it and take care of it; will produce something. In fact, the reason why the Bible says concerning is it Cain uh, that the earth will no more yield to you a strength. God was speaking to you that the earth will not yield because automatically the earth must yield its strength to you when you plant something upon it. Hallelujah. Now, so if that is true, imagine God now stepping in to say that in addition to the automatic default settings of the earth for it to produce how it must, I will now bless your fruit. Think about it for a second. That is a level of increase the earth itself cannot give to you. That's what it means beyond its ability to give to you, I am going to bless it in a dimension where it will not produce strange results for you. Can we pray a prayer whilst you are seated? I I don't even need you to shout or open your mouth if you feel like you want to, it's fine. But from the depth of your heart, you want to commune with God this morning and say, the grace that brings increase, God let it abound in my life. Let me walk in that reflection let me walk in that reality from your heart from your heart shalagato brazeva mande barozava ela bacha da barozavaya increase oh god lelabaso vande lebacha lagata Mora Sevradi Conte Barasoda Shandagaba Ela Managate, Rezola Jade Mela Fora Santa Lagata Shadeli Barosa Le Mandolia Sandaba Shalagatos Lebero Seveli Conamaha Mo Conte Brasiata Increase us, O oh God. Increase us, O oh God. From your heart, you know, are communing with him. May he cause you to really, really experience increase. Beyond the earth's natural ability to produce. Beyond your business's natural ability. Beyond your career's natural ability. Natural scheme of things. The grace for increase, If all those strange authors can produce increase, how much more are God? La parasegatas. Increase, increase, increase. Shatala sovranda gadel. Men le braso la bashanda. Le dilantes ke velemanda bosha let those that labour diligently labour so long men do live. Zala, kolab, shala, gata. Increase, O oh God, that we may abound unto good works. Shadaga, basalatas. In our offices, increase us. In our businesses, increase us. In Shandeleba, zovradi. Heal a man,